Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Link Podcast with me, Elle. If you would like to study this podcast episode as an English lesson, I've created it for you. The lesson link is in the description. The lesson is on Link. You work through the transcript, listening and reading, and translate words and phrases that you don't know. While you're on Link, why not check out the challenges page? We have various challenges in many different languages, so see if your target language is there. I'm currently studying French, and so I'm in the French 90-day challenge. I'm about halfway through. I'm meeting targets for 90 days, and I'm using the challenge to read my first novel in French. For those of you listening on a podcast platform, Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, please give us a like, a share, a review. It is greatly appreciated. This week's guest is YouTuber, performer, teacher, and language learner, Big Bong. Bong, thank you so much hey. for joining us. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Not too bad, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. So um, so I'm in Vancouver, Canada, and you today are joining us from Montreal in Canada, right? That's correct, yes. And how is life in Montreal? I haven't been, I need to get there. I know it's a beautiful city. Yeah, yeah. well, it's the same country, but uh, as you know, it's, it's a very, uh, very mm. big country, so it's... And, it's uh, we have a three hour a three hour difference, but uh, the weather right now is pretty similar to Vancouver. I would say it's uh, very cloudy, mm. foggy. Uh, we we feel like winter is coming. Yes, I was going to ask you actually, how is early fall, late summer? So the same, yeah. We're having uh, the same, yeah. yeah but when yeah. we have the, the nice colors, you know, uh, orange, red, and yes. yellow. But uh, that lasts for about two weeks, and then after that, it's just uh, all gone, and winter is. Uh, what follows <laughs> right so not so many because the west coast of canada we have a lot of evergreen trees i guess more deciduous trees in uh, uh, on the east coast right well actually we, we do but uh hmm. yes we do we do uh, um but uh yeah we have all sorts of trees so depending on where you are sometimes you don't see any leaves sometimes uh, oh, if you right. go skiing up on the like we have you don't have huge mountains like in vancouver but uh, it really depends where you are, but uh, yeah, right now we still have a bit of uh, greenery, but it's going to be gone soon, I think, in a couple of weeks or months. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's all of a sudden, it seems very wintry. Yeah, yeah. funny how that happens. <laughs> I mean, it's Canada, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least we don't get... Uh, well, I guess in Montreal that you get a lot of snow in the winter, right? Yes, we do. And it's very nice for, for skiing. But again, we don't have the same mountains, so it's mm. not as enjoyable as on the... The West Coast, unfortunately, but um, ah, okay. yeah, we do what we have. And so, did you grow up in Montreal? Nope, I was nope. born and raised in France, and ah. I moved to uh, to Montreal uh, almost seven years ago now, and mm. uh, by myself. And uh, yeah, it's been a pretty uh, nice experience so far, I would say. <laughs> yeah, Are you staying for kind of the foreseeable well, future. Here- yeah, well, I, I, I came here with a working holiday visa and mm. I was like, yeah, this is a good place to, to live in. So I'm just going to stay a little longer. And then after that, I completed a master's degree at a university here. And, oh, congratulations. Uh, now I'm working. So, you know, time flies by, but uh, yeah. Montreal keeps me here. So I'm staying. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up in France. So tell us about your, your kind of childhood, because reading up on you, I, I read that you spoke multiple uh, languages growing up. Is that right? 
Yes, well, multiple is, is a big word. Yeah. So I was born in France. My father is half French, half Lebanese. Ah. But unfortunately, he, uh, he's never spoken the language, so Arabic was not part of the, the languages uh, I could speak growing up. Oh. And also my Lebanese family is... Uh, everybody in my Lebanese family is fluent in, uh, in at least English, French and Arabic, so they would speak wow. in French to us. So it was French and my mother is Japanese, so my uh, mother tongue is literally Japanese. It's the first language mm. I've ever spoken. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's mainly the two languages. And after that, at school, we started learning English, German, and Spanish. Um, and uh, and after that, uh, graduating from university, actually at the French university, I started a, a, bas a bachelor's degree in uh, international affairs. And I was mm. uh, I was lucky enough to go to Korea, South Korea, uh, to be an exchange student there. So Korea was also a language as I, uh, a language that I studied in. Um, at the university. Okay. I'd say that's multiple languages. <laughs> I think most people yeah, yeah, yeah. grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just spoke one, like, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. That's that's very cool. <laughs> so so uh, so the French and the Japanese and then at school, um, English, German, Spanish. Have you gone on yeah. to study uh, more languages after that as well? And sorry, the Korean you said? Yeah, there is Korean, and mm -hmm. then by myself, uh, well, I have a lot of friends from all around the world, and so uh, I, uh, I have friends uh, in Italy, I have friends in uh, Brazil, so uh, mm. it's not too far from French and Spanish, so I decided to start learning for uh, my, uh, my trip, uh, like for, for eventual travels there. Uh, and also Chinese, because uh, apparently mm. I have um, a few Chinese people watching my... Uh, my channel, so uh, I might, you know, maybe develop that a little more Chinese and uh, Arabic, of course, for my family. Mm -hmm. So again, it's very difficult because it's, it's easier for them to speak English or French, but then I'm trying to... Uh, and Arabic, you have MSA, which is the modern standard Arabic, but then you mm -hmm. also have dialects, and I'm focused on the Lebanese one. Ah, okay. Uh, and uh, also Russian, but that's just for fun. I, I, I like reading different alphabets, so I started uh, ah, Russian okay. and, uh, and Greek, but mostly to be able to read and not necessarily to be fluent in the language. I see. Okay, so that's a big motivation for you then, the different um, scripts that you can kind yeah, of get your head. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's fun. And, you know, if you meet people who can actually read them, you can kind of, uh, you know, write secret messages to each other. I think it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> So then how many languages, and I know this is a tricky question, would you say that you yeah. know? Because as you said, some you can read some, but not, not so much speak. Um, what would you say if I were to ask you, how many languages do you know? <laughs> what would your so I, I would say I would say that, well, yeah, it's, it's a tricky question because even Japanese, mm. I haven't studied in Japanese, so it's not a language mm. I'd be, you know, may, I might not be able to professionally work uh, in a Japanese environment, but... Uh, I usually say that I'm fluent in French, English, and Japanese, and mm. uh, I can survive in Spanish, German, and uh, and speaking countries, and Korean as well. And after that, like Very the languages nice. I know, so I know the the basic in uh, in Russian, Arabic, uh, and Chinese. Okay, so it's safe to say languages are your thing. You enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> I, I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> So you are a teacher also, as well as a YouTuber, which we'll go into. We'll talk about your channel in a bit. You teach uh, French and Japanese. Tell us about your teaching style. Do you have a teaching style? 
Well, I'm not a teacher anymore. I used to ah. teach. Actually, I'm not a teacher because I uh, haven't studied that at university. I'm not qualified to be ah. called a teacher. Right. So I would, yeah, I would use more tutor just to be politically correct. I see. Like a I mentor. Say I'm a tutor. tutor. I, okay. A mentor, absolutely. And actually, Fair I'd be more like a coach because uh, my I see myself as a motivator more than an actual um, teacher. I'm not the mm. one who brings the knowledge. I'm more the one who motivates you uh, to well I, to who used to do that, who motivates you to, uh, um, okay, it's time to learn. Uh, have you done your homework? Show me uh, more of that approach than actually uh, teaching. Okay, we say that that way, we do uh, things this way. Uh, though I do play a, I play persona, I play characters on my YouTube channel, mm. a French teacher, a Japanese one, uh, but I, I think there's more, um, you know, performance oriented than actual teaching uh, okay. so people can learn through that but it's really i'm not you you wouldn't be able to become fluent thanks to my content it's more like uh entertaining and even someone who doesn't necessarily want to uh learn english uh, french or japanese could learn a few words or expressions just for the general knowledge uh so that's more my approach than being an actual teacher or tutor or uh, so i used to do that before ah, but okay. now um i have a full-time job working in communication and marketing I have my uh, YouTube channel, but I do not teach anymore. Uh, the following question was, uh, how do I... So yeah, there's teaching and there's learning. So my methods uh, would be... Uh, so you know, when, when we think about a, um, a language learner, we usually have in mind someone who is sitting at a desk surrounded by books and who, spend, uh, who spends hours studying. Uh, I'm not really like that. I'm more of a field guy. And the way I learn languages is really being um, traveling or uh, through the internet, meeting people and, and speaking and trying to, uh, uh, how to say that? How to really, you know... Um, Encourage? Yeah, on, on the field and, and, uh, mm. and having no choice but to ask, how do you say that? Or uh, so, so I'm not oh, really I a good person. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I, I'm not saying that I don't like reading books, but it's yeah. not the way I, I learn languages. Mm. Mm. And uh, so yeah, traveling was mainly the way I uh, I learned languages. And again, as you said, uh, as we said, uh, I um, I started learning English, Spanish, and German when I was in high school back in France. But it's really when I uh, traveled uh, in those countries that uh, my my level skyrocketed. So. Mm. And the method itself is yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so when I'm by myself and I can't speak to someone, for example, I usually use the shadowing technique, uh, which is to watch uh, content like a TV show, podcast, or a movie, and just repeat after the person learning by heart everything that's uh, that's being said. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Great. I find that really effective too, the shadowing technique. It's kind mm -hmm. of exhausting, I find. <laughs> it is. Maybe am I too, too lower but level? It's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's effective for sure. I like what you said there about a coach as opposed to a, a teacher. I feel like that's what most people you th think you need a teacher to mm -hmm. give you all the technical details of the language. But I think most of us actually do need a coach because it's such a long, you know, struggle <laughs> a lot Absolutely. of it of the time learning a language. You need even just someone saying, you know, you are doing well still. Keep going. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but you don't you're not doing that anymore you're busy you're busy you are running uh, your youtube channel and you have a full-time job um so mm -hmm. tell us about your youtube channel big bong 
So that's the thing. So I said, I'm not really a teacher, uh, but I see myself more as a performer. And at mm. the beginning, when I started my channel in 2015, it was more a portfolio uh, to showcase my, uh, my acting skills, uh, because mm. back then I wanted to explore that, um, uh, you know, theatrical uh, projects, improv, or anything that's uh, related to audiovisual, playing characters, basically. Yeah. Uh, so that's also my, my way of learning languages, you know, playing, because we don't have the same behavior when we speak a different language, because it's very cultural. It's not just the linguistic, it's also, you know, the body language, how you express yourself uh, through uh, your voice, the pitch. Uh, that's funny also, sometimes people uh, see me switch from speaking French to answering on the phone to my mom and and um, and speaking in Japanese and they say you have a completely different voice so yeah one thing I hated uh, while watching TV shows or, or movies is when uh, actors or actresses were chosen and they were supposed to play someone from a country but clearly you could tell that they didn't speak the language from the country mm-hmm. and uh, and I do respect the work you know the, the, the actors they uh, they do their, their best and they're uh, followed by a coach but sometimes uh, actually many times uh, especially in American productions I felt insulted like come on yeah. you know if, if it's a small country like uh, Tuvalu or uh, I think <laughs> Tuvalu is a small country right yeah, yeah it's very so. difficult <laughs> to find someone who speaks uh, Tuvaluan but mm. uh, French or Japanese I mean come on it's, it's not yeah. that hard you know in Hollywood you have a lot of Japanese speaking people French speaking people for so sure. why would you choose someone to pretend who speaks French and for an American audience that's fine but uh, as a French speaker I'm like nah you know I'm not convinced Yep. So I decided to include that as part of my portfolio and uh, and show that I could speak different languages and that would be my strength as an actor. Uh, but then also, you know, play comedy with that. And then after that, on YouTube, there's a guy called uh, called James Waddle, also known as Truesanai92, uh, and he made that video uh, of him performing 67 different accents in English. And I was wow. very motivated by that. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. And he's the best when it comes to that. Uh, but I thought that's never been done in Japanese, so why not uh, give it a try? So I did. There's actually an actor. His name is uh, Tamori, Tamori-san. He uh, he's good at at accents, but he doesn't speak the languages. But he's just good at uh, playing the stereotypical kind of person from a country, and right. so he, he got very famous for that. Uh, but for me, it was more like the linguistic. How can you really exaggerate um, the accent? Because there are letters or there are uh, pronunciations that, for example, French people are not able to say in English or in different mm. languages. So I decided to do that in Japanese. And it was my first viral video. It was in 2017. And a lot of people liked the video, shared it. And uh, it was like, okay, well, I have my niche now. So it's going to be uh, comedy, uh, languages, accents. And I did the same with French, which was, which was also very successful and so there is a thing for accents uh, because if you think about it we might speak the same language on paper but if two people are not able to understand each other then for me it's the same definition of of speaking two different languages like you know French Mm. from France French from Quebec uh, in Canada or uh, Spanish from Spain and Spanish from uh, Puerto Rico if two people from these countries uh, speak, they might not be able to understand uh, everything, and sometimes it's even you know just half of the conversation. So it's enough to say, okay, it's different languages. Um, so yeah, from then on, I had a, an audience that was more focused on on language learning, 
uh, and I, I went along with it. So, so yeah, that's <laughs> where wow. I'm at now. So are you still, I know you mentioned earlier, your full-time job is not in, enter- well, it's marketing and um, communications. Mm-hmm. So do you still now pursue the kind of acting, performing outside of YouTube? You do, yes, do you I do. I should, oh, okay. Yeah, well, auditions less uh, because it's mm. a bit more difficult with my full-time job, but I have right. an agent for... Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, to appear as an extra in movies, so that's a bit more cash on the side, and it's also mm. uh, you earn credits, and uh, so you you can really call yourself an actor when you're doing just extra work. But uh, it's fun; you're on a on a set, and it's it's nice to see all the cameras, all the actors. We have uh, there are a lot of uh, big productions. It's the same in Vancouver, but in Montreal, we have a lot of American productions coming here because it's a bit cheaper. Right. So there was a movie actually, um, Fatherhood, with Kevin Hart. Uh, and I was, okay. uh, I appeared two seconds in there and a lot of people were like, yeah, we, I saw you in the, in the movie. Oh, no so way. Cool. People actually yeah. <laughs> see it. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's fun. Of course, I'd like a bit more uh, if I can, but it's a very difficult uh, and unstable uh, environment. So for now, I have yeah. my job. I have my YouTube channel. So it's perfect right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm not asking for more. Yeah. How about the uh, the French speaking uh, movie and TV industry? There is there a lot of call for right. So that's that's a bit tricky here because oh. um, they have a different accent, uh, which ah, of I course. kind right. of uh, I could fake it, hmm. but it's it's not authentic, and uh, and I think they're looking for local people. So, so yeah, on the paper, I am allowed to work here, and, and they they also enjoy enjoy. They uh, they're trying to to uh, you know uh, promote also diversity because I, I fall mm. into that category as well. But um, to be honest, no. Every time I have auditions for um, uh, for French speaking content, uh, yeah, it doesn't work because because of my accent. Ah, that's um, so. so Dang, because you speak French and you're in this French-speaking, you know, movie and TV industry city. That must be annoying. But at least, like you say, more American production companies are are in Montreal because it's cheaper to to film there. So you get those opportunities. So and they're more flexible with the the English. Actually, you can have a British accent, you can have an American accent, you have a Canadian accent. They're a bit more flexible with additions and things like that. But to be honest, uh, the the work I do is mostly for uh, ads or. uh yeah extra or yeah things like that not not too serious at the moment but uh, we'll Mm -hmm. see maybe i'll be contacted by an agent soon and uh, it's going to change but for now i'm happy with with youtube and and my current job (laughs) excellent so bong tell us about uh the languages that you are currently learning are you actively studying any languages right now Yes, um, <laughs> actively. Again, it's very relative, but uh, there was supposed to be in 2000 and, and in 2020, there was supposed to be the Polyglot Conference uh, in Mexico. So I started, uh, so I know Spanish from before, but uh, I decided to, to be a bit more intense in my learning. Uh, but it was postponed. Uh, it was postponed on 2020, in 2020, mm. 2021. Uh, is it going to happen next year in 2022? I don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm, um, I'm focused on Spanish right now, also Italian and, and um, por- Brazilian Portuguese. Um, because of, uh, of trips I'm, uh, I'm planning. Mm. Uh, Korean, I put that on the side. German as well, unfortunately. Um, and sometimes I have language learning apps uh, and I'm learning also russian but it's 
<laughs> slowly. It's really slowly, okay. step by step. So, so just four, the, just yeah, four exactly. languages, no big deal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but again, you know, it's like maybe 15 minutes, 15 minutes every day, uh, each language, yeah. sometimes Spanish a little bit more, but it's not too intense. Okay. Four and languages, what, that's right. Yeah. And so I know you, before you mentioned uh, being in the country, a country where the language is spoken was a big motivator for you, just throw yourself in it. But of course, you, you are unable to do that right now. So what kinds of um, methods do you use, you say, 15 minutes a day? What are you generally doing in a day for each language? Right. So, um, actually, you know what? Japanese is also one of them because uh, mm. I don't really have a lot of opportunities to speak Japanese. I'm kind of losing my mother tongue. Uh. So, I do have a, a partner, a Japanese girl. And, you know, the conversation is very uh, natural, but mm. still sometimes I forget words and it's good to remind me. Right. Or uh, sometimes, you know, very technical terms, especially for uh, during the pandemic. There are a lot of uh, words that I forgot, for example, uh, vaccine, uh, mm. um, quarantine, you know, these kind of words that I forgot in Japanese. It's good to know because it's a kind of vocabulary I would I use uh, on a daily basis when I speak Japanese because that's what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, so so the ideal situation for me is to have a language partner, a language buddy. Uh, I do have that for Spanish, I do have that for Japanese. Uh, my level in uh, Portuguese and Italian is not there yet, so I okay. still need to learn a bit more by myself. Uh, but, um, so yeah, I try to call, usually I say, okay, we're 15 minutes, and it's an exchange, so we call for 30 minutes, and then mm. it's 15 minutes of, uh, so my Japanese uh, partner, she wants to learn French, so we speak 15 minutes in Japanese, 15 minutes in French. Uh, for uh, Spanish, is the same, she's from, from uh, Colombia, and uh, we speak half an hour, uh, not half an hour, 15 minutes in uh, Spanish and 15 minutes in English, but it's always a bit longer than that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you can find a language buddy, of course, at the beginning, when you don't even know the grammar or any you know, structure, it's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess it's pretty easy to get to that plateau and then after that start speaking. Um, so that's what it looks like. I'm trying to call maybe twice, three times a week for Japanese and, uh, and Spanish. So during the uh, evening after work, uh, one day would be Japanese and one day would be um, uh, Colombian Spanish. And during the weekend, I would have a break, no intense language learning. Mm -hmm. uh, and apart from that, during the day when I have a bit of time, like uh, during my lunch break, just have a nap and uh, play on it for uh, about 15 minutes again. And I think uh, it's, I don't know if it's working pretty well for me, but uh, it's better than nothing. And at the end of the day, I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, I learned something today, you know. Exactly. Right. You think once you're in it, you can't see how much you're progressing. But yeah, you are always yeah. for sure. Excellent. Well, um, Tell us a bit about your channel then. What can anyone who will go from this interview and subscribe to your channel expect from the channel moving forward? Yes, so that's also a very tricky question because, <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I read, of course, a lot of articles about how to grow your channel, how to have more subscribers. But the problem is that, uh, and everybody says that, all the, the experts, they say, if you want to strive, you need to find your niche. My niche is the language and culture community, but you have to stick to it. And usually when you uh, study a language, then it's supposed to be one language. Actually, it's not true. I have a lot of friends uh, who, who their channel is about learning any language. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but to be more successful, I should, 
ideally just stick to one language okay i'm going to teach french and that's the only thing i'll be doing and maybe have another channel for just japanese uh but for me it's really like no i don't really follow that rule i'm just doing whatever i want uh so you'll find videos <laughs> of me singing you'll find videos of me uh again with um, playing different accents um you know impressions and things like that you'll see me teach uh, playing characters to teach japanese french uh i'll invite people also that's something i'm very um uh, i like doing because it changes uh, you know just speaking to a camera editing can feel pretty lonely so sometimes i have guests mm -hmm. coming so it's a bit more enjoyable for me too uh and um yeah i would learn a new language i did that with uh, romanian i did that with uh uh arabic i did that with uh, a couple of languages and also accents as well so yeah it's very difficult to say what type of content i make but uh it's always uh, i'm trying to be as entertaining as possible so yeah again as a performer i think if i had to describe my channel uh, in one word that would be uh, entertainment yeah to be entertained okay. uh and yes yeah if you, if you I hope that's my hope that if you watch my video one of my videos you'll at least be able to learn one thing from it uh, and and if I can I can put a smile on your face then that's also what I'm aiming for but if not then that's fine <laughs> excellent I like that it's authentic it's self-expression you know people are thank you people like mm -hmm. that you know it's real excellent yeah. Okay, well, Bong, thank you so, so much for joining me today. It's been a great chat. Uh, I will pop the link to your channel and I know you're active all around Instagram and uh, TikTok, I think, as well. <laughs> so I'll pop those links in the description. And thank yeah, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. I guess, what are we? You're in the afternoon now in Montreal, right? Around That's correct, three? yes. Okay. It's 2.30, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and evening. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.